So his question is, when I went to the Himalayas, what was the hardest thing I faced? <laughs> Raghu Swami's food. <laughs> it wasn't any tantric practice. It was his food that helped me got over my hunger. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He was very, very sweet. I don't think um, anybody could have done what he did. So his question is, what was the hardest thing I faced in the Himalayas? As you know, there are three levels of hurdles or hindrances or obstacles you experience. Adibhatik, things that are linked to the material world, your physical world around you. Adidavik, natural hurdles, natural calamities. Adhyatmik, your inner struggle. At a material level, in the physical world, um, rat, rats were a real nuisance for me. So rats uh, would really, because they're so restless, they would really interfere with my meditation. It took me almost three months to just learn how to ignore them completely while I'm in my meditation. They'd be jumping all over the place when I would be meditating and at least 20% of the time. There would be, when I would finish my meditation at early hours in the morning, there would be one of them sleeping on my pillow. <laughs> just next to it. And they really were the greatest hurdle in terms of physical world. And I'm talking, see something very practical, because here you are sitting in meditation and a rat is jumping on your thigh and on this thigh and it's moving around and going around and they would not spare anything. One time Raghu Swami brought batteries for me, this big, and he left the bag there because I would be in his hut and he would be in mine. By the time I came back, the bag was gone, the batteries were destroyed, they eaten into that the big ones, the batteries, the dry cells. So rats really posed a, a big hurdle. Um, the other wild animals would come at night, you know, but rats were there throughout the day because it was dark in the, in the hut. And I wrote about that bird uh, that also posed another hurdle. But here's a beautiful thing, which I suppose can truly be called a blessing in disguise. Due to these hurdles, my ability to concentrate in noise really went up. So my mind could simply focus regardless of what was going on. Because when I talk about the principle of exertion and relaxation, I really exerted very hard. And because I was eating very little food, sleep was not an issue. Or lack of sleep was not an issue. So as a result, what happened, when I stepped down, descended from the Himalayas, I found myself in that state of Samadhi all the time. Whether I was traveling in a bus, you know, or, or anywhere in a train, in a plane, anywhere among people, on my own, in a crowd, 
as the noise outside noise builds up my sensations become deeper and deeper because they learn my mind learned to meditate with intensity in the face of great noise around me which was caused by those birds and crickets in the season of spring and summer there so that was at the that level um material level in terms of adi devik uh, which means natural calamities it pretty much rained every other day kitne samjhe har ek din chhod ke barsat hoti thi almost every other day it would rain and we just did not have the right kind of setup to to live in rainy days there so you know roof dripping and water pouring in and just tap 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 that constant noise and sound and you go out don't get to see sun for days at stretch i mean i wasn't out anyway but even if you wanted to there was barely any sun and when you're designed to you know many people get these winter blues when you don't get to see sun for a long time it affects you negatively so weather wasn't on my side at all in terms of perhaps the more important factor my inner struggle that was really continuing to persist in the face of extreme exhaustion because maintaining your concentration is very taxing it drains you you get tired in about an hour or an hour and a half or really if you build your stamina 2 hours 3 hours to build that stamina so i was sitting for 10 hour stretches and maintaining my concentration it was by far the hardest thing i'd ever done hardest i'd i'd survived through such starvation through abuse uh, through you know other challenges in my life the failing businesses and and great deal of uncertainty and everything else all of that put together was simply a tiny fraction compared to what this was about to say that i'm just going to maintain my concentration no matter what and mind does not want to concentrate in things it does not find interesting things it finds interesting it will concentrate effortlessly but because it gets absorbed but to slip into that state of absorption where you are not relying on anything at all that requires a great deal of training and that maintaining of concentration and not knowing whether you will end up somewhere or not whether my tomorrow would be jumping off the cliff or it would be waking up with a vision not knowing if or when divine mother would show up not knowing whether there was any truth to what i was doing even to begin with because doesn't matter how great a path you walk on your mind at some point in time repeatedly says the same thing what are you doing here what's the point of this all you could be doing other things or better things that's the chattering nature 
of the mind now not as hard one other thing when you start to experience samadhi it's very uncomfortable in the beginning it's not uh, it's not a pleasant thing let me tell you contrary to what anything else people might say in the beginning when you start to experience deep absorption or samadhi your mind is thoughtless and it's very uncomfortable because you have never experienced something like this before you don't know how to cope with it you don't know what to do with it you don't know when the next thought might just come or if it would come it makes you a little queasy when you first experience thoughtlessness followed by absorption if somebody tells you that in samadhi you don't know what is going on around you they don't know what is samadhi that means in fact in samadhi the, the reverse happens you develop super awareness razor sharp awareness but you are existing in a constant parallel world of your own which is a world full of bliss full of another dimension of existence full of uh, untold unseen unheard glory but you are still very much aware of what is happening in this world you do lose your consciousness at times momentarily but not anything beyond that to train your mind and body to coordinate with those sublime sensations and feelings it is another sadhana in its own right so when i had my first vision on the 13th of feb then the other one on the 11th of may i could have finished everything on the 13th of feb and say look she came i'm done but i knew i wasn't ready and i wanted to see the other side as well so i persisted and 11th of may when it happened i made the first contact on 24th of september and even when i came to the ashram in 2012 for 8 months i did another sadhana here for 8 months i practically ate beans and potatoes somebody used to with the samaji very lovingly used to make that for me because it takes time for your brain and body to really align to this new thing you have unlocked many years ago i went uh, go-karting once you know those go-karts though like those racing kind of cars and uh, their brakes are not the way normal there is no abs there and so on so i went go-karting many years ago after that i got in my own car this was a uh, convertible saab uh, car so a sports model lpt light pressure turbo i was really struggling to maintain the speed of my car after driving for 3 hours or 2 and a half i don't remember how long it was in that go-kart to step into my car where i would just gently put and take off and i was struggling to maintain the speed because i just come off the other kind of car 
and that is something similar when you have spent a great deal of time in that intensity of meditation and then you step in the world this is a piece of cake this world then you maintain then you struggle to maintain that that speed because here everything is easy peasy you put your push down your foot down and suddenly you're accelerating at a breakneck speed but there you really had to maintain the awareness of each passing moment so on that note we'll uh, close this session